Jordan Montgomery is watching the playoffs right now. And Harrison Bader, and listen, and I, I don't mean that as a shot at Montgomery. I know. I, we, I just, all, we all we all love Monty or, or have respect for Monty, and none of this is negative against Monty, but it's facts and it's truth, and it's a big talking point. This trade, I mean, we got asked about it. And, and every time I said, I said, listen, and I don't know what he was going to be, but I said, the Yankees have known since last offseason they needed a center fielder. And – through all the different things that happened, they just never got that one. And that, and when Hicks started playing miserably early in the year, especially defensively, they had to make the move with judge. It wasn't a permanent, it wasn't supposed to be a permanent solution. He played adequately in center field, but you always wanted to move him back. They had to get a center fielder. The one that was available to them happened to be in a walking boot and the cost to get him was a starting pitcher. Okay. You had some depth to play with. So, they got one. He he made some really nice plays and some nice contributions in September. But Keith, this is off the charts what he's doing right now. <laughs> Harrison Bader is quickly becoming a fan favorite. And uh, a lot of fans that he's becoming their favorite said that this was the worst trade of the year. This was the worst trade in a long time. You don't get rid of starting pitching. You don't get rid of left-handed starting pitching. Monty is a guy that the Yankees drafted. Oh, did this ruin the team? Monty has friends yeah, on the team. That? People were upset in the clubhouse. They traded Montgomery. Really? That's why they were losing games in August? Come on. <laughs> now looking back on it, how funny is it now? Because it's like, hey, it's a trade. You have to give to get. And like you said, and like I've been saying for months on WFAN and maybe a couple times on here, I vividly remember Cashman saying he was going to upgrade this defense up the middle. You get a trade in spring training for Jose Trevino uh, at catcher. IKF, that trade came in the offseason right before spring training. Center field, the upgrade some people thought was moving judge over. No, that was a band-aid. Judge is a right fielder and long term, you need to keep him there. So as Cashman looked at the two times to uh improve the defense and fulfill what he said, it didn't happen in the offseason. It happened at the deadline. And at the deadline, when the trade first happened and all the frenzy and the clock running down, I'm like, oh, cool, Harrison Bader. I'm thinking he's out for the year because I had last heard that he was in a boot. I'm like, oh, well, I guess this is a good move for the future. And then as soon as I found out, no, they're expecting him to be ready uh, in September. I'm like, no, this is a move for October. This is a move to shore up that defense in October and add a spark plug that can get things going and a guy that hasn't been here. What I love about the Yankees right now in October like some of these guys haven't been with this team in the past few years. IKF, D Donaldson, Oswaldo Cabrera. They haven't gone through the same struggles of the bats going quiet and the failures. They can't draw back to sitting in, to, sitting in Fenway uh, feeling what Judge and those guys felt after being eliminated. And I feel like that gives them an edge. And Harrison Bader has been a, a huge edge hitting three home runs in four postseason games. He's got a slow heartbeat as well. He's a New Yorker. He doesn't care about anything but focusing on baseball. He his his postgame press conferences are awesome. Some of the things yeah, he says. Yeah. He says like the, the ball has no emotion. Play the ball. Play like the ball. Like the ball just it's baseball. And he goes out there and he gets it done. We haven't seen the likes of him in center field, I guess, since Brett Gardner, but he he he's he's different than Gardy was too. 
and then he's got, a little, he's got a little cockiness to him, which plays well. I think it's. I mean, it's it's not. We like that. Terrible. We like that. Yeah. But it's not quite – we're not used to seeing that a lot out of players. Uh, I, I, I got to add this. So on Twitter, it's because I'm in the thread too. There's this girl who's a popular like Cleveland sports blogger, and uh, she put out there that Harrison Bader was throwing balls up into the outfield uh, where the fans are in Cleveland. Yeah. But he was firing them. <laughs> she said he was launching them to the point where one hit off the scoreboard <laughs> And uh, it hit a fan in the head. Oh, no. <laughs> Harrison Bader was being such a jerk in center field tonight. He started launching the warm-up ball super hard off the big screen. One hit someone in the head. Eventually threw one out of the stadium into the parking garage. <laughs> I just laughed at that. I was like, you got to look alive. But could you imagine, like, Harrison Bader facing elimination in warm-ups? just rocketing the ball and like (laughs) you better be watching you better be paying attention out there we'll be we'll be watching we'll be paying attention tonight in yankee stadium harrison bader was out there locked in and on a mission it was him against everyone in ohio that's not bad and i I tell you what i i I guess because it's worked a little bit they'll probably leave glaber back up in the leadoff spot but i like i still think the idea of of game one what i thought would have could have happened in game one. I still like for tonight. Imagine the crowd being the way it's going to be tonight. And Aaron judge stepping into the batter's box to lead off the first inning. Oh yeah. Doing what Aaron judge does. We've already got that. So like the, when Bader hit the home run in the first game, that was all right. So that was to match the Stephen Kwan Homer. And yeah. that was to let everyone relax a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. okay, one, one got it right back. And I loved, I was in center field. He hit the home run. And everyone gets turned up, and then they play Judge's music. It was almost like a movie. It's like, yeah. oh, wait, Judge is up next after yeah. that? Like, it, mm-hmm. it set the scene perfectly. I don't think they'll do that. But, man, Bader has been hot right now. Lead him off. They're already shook of him from this series. And if he gets on or gets it going, you got the MVP coming up right after. I, I would like to see it. But, like I said, we already did see it with the nine spot and the one spot. But now – uh, Glaber's leading off. I don't know if they want to get they want to get crafty tonight. They'll go there, but I think they're going to run the same lineup back. I like the nine hitter tonight, Keith. The first time up, and I'll tell you why. Because in a spot, whether it's Savali who's still in there or whoever else is coming in, if somebody else is coming in behind Savali, it means that the Yankees have already scored runs and knocked him out of there, right? So whoever Savali faces the number nine hitter. You're in Yankee Stadium in an elimination playoff game. You know the top of the order is coming up. Whether a judge is batting first or second, the number nine here is getting pitches to hit. You're not toying with him and trying to walk him and lead to something else the top of the order. That's why I really thought the number nine hitter – that's why I like Bader in game one as a number nine hitter because I thought he'd get pitches to hit in front of judge. Somebody, you know, three, two fastballs, what he got, okay? You're not pitching the number nine hitter a three, two fastball – if it's Gleyber Torres, uh, right, who's only you know three, four, sixteen in this series, right? You're not going to do it though. Yeah, do it. If Judge is up, you're going to give Bader a fastball and say hit it at somebody. Well, he hit it at the person who was sitting in those seats. That's where he hit it. But I like the number nine hitter tonight, first time through the order. Just kind of saying that's going to set a tone for me right there. It would it would rock the stadium. Like I said, I was in there. I was in the uh, in the center field area. And, and I was, I think I put a video on, I'm like, let's go. It's like you, you hit a home run with Bader and then you hear judges music come up. It's intimidating. It gets the fans into it. I like those two in the outfield together. 
And I like those two batting uh, next to each other in a lineup. It would just be nicer, like you said, to see him lead off and then and judge second. But whatever, we're all in. I think these guys feel it. They they did it. They forced the game five. They get to come back home. They were coming back home anyway, right? You know, yeah. you fly home happy. That flight out was was not a happy flight. The flight back is happy. And they're the better team, man. They just got to go handle business. However the lineup's configured, whoever's coming out of the bullpen, uh, one game to get it done, and then advance. So uh, I mentioned at the top that this is the only game in town. It's been that way for two nights in a row because all the other series ended. Houston is waiting. The Phillies and Padres start Tuesday night. Um, I'm curious what you think about watching the way these playoffs have played out and watching the juggernauts. Um, I have some thoughts, but the juggernauts go down. You know, the Mets went down in the first round of the Padres, and then the Padres took out the Dodgers. Um, you know, the Astros actually were played pretty tough by Seattle, but they ended up, you know, winning. They basically won a four-game series, that, you know, because they played 18 <laughs> in game three. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Braves end up losing too. So you've got the Braves, the Mets, the Dodgers, and the Cardinals all combined. I did the math. What was it 406 regular season wins? They combined for three postseason wins and they're all out what do you think good i like it i know people are going to complain about oh the regular season means nothing and yeah it does the regular season got you there got you your seating but that's the whole thing about a tournament a dance this is october madness i've seen you've been calling it the fall frenzy like frenzy come on i want to i need the patent on that one man come on i've been calling it that for a decade i've known for a decade since they added that wild card uh the wild card game they turned it into the tournament. That's what they did. And good. That's what that's what you want to see. That's what you want people to get into baseball around. You want these fan bases to be energized. Philadelphia is turned up right now. They didn't expect this. They fired their manager in the middle of the season. And look where they've gone. And look at look at how people have rallied around them and the Padres. And, you know, the Dodgers are there every year. The Braves are there every year. The Mets thought they were going to be there this year, thought they could just buy their way there. But 100 wins doesn't guarantee you anything the Yankees came up just short good 99 wins and there's only uh one other team right the that's a juggernaut the Astros left so let's go dance with them let's set up that rematch you know the NL has the Padres versus Phillies those are two lower seeds and uh when you think about what they did right look at the Phillies payroll they're supposed to be there if you look at the Padres moves in the last five years or so to get the players that they have they're supposed to be there that's what they did all of this for to try to get to the top of the mountain um I I like how you know this new tournament is gone I don't care the five days off sucks yeah I guess uh it sucks for the Dodgers sucks for the Braves if you got cold the Yankees had to the Yankees were off five days then they had two days off in the middle of the week after winning one game it is yeah. what it is you have to overcome it you have yeah, to play the game just play the game in front of you yeah right? play the games and win it is what it is there's no excuses for a new tournament uh for for layoffs whatever go out there if you're that good right go out there and prove it and uh the Yankees have the opportunity to prove it and I feel like baseball needs this I feel like baseball is like okay if it's Guardians Astros Phillies Padres like we're, we're looking at Cleveland, San Diego, Philadelphia, and Houston markets. 
Listen, you've got you you said it right. The San Diego and Philadelphia spent a lot of money, so it's not exactly the small market teams blowing through this playoff spot. But what they did is that they they didn't play like a big market juggernaut because they had injuries and other issues, and they didn't end up in the hundred win category, right? They're a lot lower than that, and they fall further behind their division rivals who ended up with the hundred wins. But what baseball has kind of created here is this is how you achieve competitive balance because it is very clear that it's almost impossible to achieve that over 162 you can't get teams that are this unequal to compete together over 162 but you put them in a short series and you can so they've gotten this place where if you win 85 to 90 games You just might have everything line up for you where you can take out the hundred win team. This is a, this is how you achieve competitive balance and it's harder to win these games. And the Yankees have been knocked out of the playoffs many times over the last 20 years, right? It's because it's just harder to do. You're seeing this play out with the Dodgers, the Braves and the Mets. Um, This is kind of just what happens. This is, this is what baseball wants. It's probably not what, a Yankee fan wants because your dynasty can't happen. It's hard to put together. It's hard to win just once, but this is what they're doing. You don't see this in the other sports, Keith, you know, a 14 win NFL team is not losing to a four win team or a five or six win team in a playoffs playoff game. Right. In the NBA, you know, the eight seed is not beating the one seed. I know it happened once you twice years ago. It's not happening. There's a too big of a talent gap. You're not winning that kind of a series. It happens in baseball. Everyone says, make them all a seven game. Why? This is exciting. I don't mind seeing this. The parody in baseball is a major selling point, in my opinion, right? I've spoken on this a bunch. Uh, In NBA, it's Steph Curry or LeBron in the finals for the last decade. Nobody cares. (laughs) People say, oh, we don't want everybody winning all the same teams winning all the time. Really? Tom Brady, Steph Curry, LeBron. In the NFL, it's Tom Brady in every Super Bowl. It's corny, oh. man. And like, there are 30 teams. You want these fan bases to be energized. You want them to believe. And, and this is the last thing I'll say about it. Bryce Harper is in the NLCS. Yes. Manny Machado is in the NLCS. Juan yes. Soto is in the NLCS. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stars. Stars. The Get guys the you want everyone to see play baseball are in it. Yes. And the defending champs will not repeat. I don't care if the Yankees don't get a chance to have another dynasty. I lived through it already. They won three in a row. I don't think we'll ever see three in a row. I don't know if we'll get back to back again. And that's fine. I think a major selling point in Major League Baseball is, hey, we don't know who's going to win this thing. And that's what draws people in. That's what keeps fan bases energized from the offseason moves. Who's going to sign where going into uh, spring training and then fighting towards the deadline. Who's going to make these moves? It is awesome. Uh, I feel like baseball won with this tournament and uh, I'm excited to see the Yankees win in advance and get that matchup of Astros Yankees again. And then we'll see what happens from there. It's a, it's a good time for major league baseball, uh, make baseball cool again, grow the game, all of that. I feel like they, they have successfully done that this season. You mentioned, I'm going to tie this all together here as we close this out. You ready, Keith? You mentioned Harper and Machado, both in the NLCS in the 2010 draft. Bryce Harper was chosen first overall. Manny Machado was chosen third overall. Do you know who was chosen right in between them, second overall? In the 2010 draft, I got nothing. Jameson Tyone. 
Uh-huh. And he has a chance tonight <laughs> to take the Yankees into the ALCS and join the other three guys. Imagine that. The top three guys in the draft would all be in the, in the playoffs 12 years later. Um, Storybook. There you go. So that's what can happen tonight. And, um, well, regardless of whether the Yankees win or lose this game five, you or I are coming back in a couple of days and figure out what the uh, what the deal is, breaking it down with the uh, win or the loss and moving forward either into the ALCS or into the offseason that has, oh, I don't know, it's got a couple of important questions. So we can figure all that out, but um, I know you'll be there. I'll be there. And I hope everybody enjoys game five tonight. It's um, It might rain. It might be cold. But bring the heat, right? Yeah, and uh, leave the booze at home. We had enough of that nonsense. And just come ready to cheer on the team and have their backs be locked in on every pitch, man. They got it back to the Bronx. They forced a game five. Now it's time to advance. And only thing that matters is this game tonight. So I'll see you there, Sweeney. Yankees fans, lock in. Wear your Yankees gear all day. Talk the talk and walk the walk. We're still alive, and we got eyes on advancing and going to the American League Championship Series. There's probably a few boos in the pocket for Josh Naylor. I'm just guessing. There's going to be a few. <laughs> Great call. We're going to wear him out. There's already conversations about this guy. I can't wait to see it. He, he's definitely going to hear the boos and a bunch of other things uh, coming from the fans in Yankee Stadium after the show he put on last night. There you go. And the Yankees and Guardians are putting on a show tonight. It is 7.07 first pitch. Pre-game coverage on WFAM begins at 6.25. And even before that, because Craig and Evan are broadcasting live from Hard Rock at Yankee Stadium beginning at 2 o'clock today. And we've also got, if you're on our Twitch channel, coming up in a couple of minutes, uh, BT and Tiki, Tiki and Tierney are coming up. And, uh, you know, I know it's a football Monday, but they're going to be talking some Yankees baseball as well. So uh, for those of you just joining us here on the pod, make sure you subscribe and review. And it's BXB from Odyssey. And anywhere you get your podcasts, he's Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks to our producer, Ryan Chichester. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again real soon.